Hey, good morning. This is Coach AA, and welcome to the December 5th edition. So you did write down all your goals for 2022 already, right? Of course you did. Now, do a second draft. Yeah, seriously, mull it over, give it some more time, and see how we want to improve on it. It's still a draft. I love writing ideas at different points of time during the day. Some days I have a lot of them. Some days uh, mm, not much at all. And when I write them down, I'm at different levels of alertness, of awakeness, um, and what I call... Uh, let's just call it sobriety, but it's not that I am, uh, uh, you know, drunk at random points of time. Uh, what I mean is how random and out there my brain is working at that time. And of course, when I write them down, I always think these ideas are pure genius. And then the next day, when I go over them, it's a mixture. Some of them give me the same feeling, uh, you know, I get when trying to read my doctor's prescription. Most of them feel like a five-year-old blabbered something, and occasionally one or two make sense, and I dig a little deeper. Those are what you end up reading. Very occasionally, I indulge and... I publish some of the gibberish as well. I'll let you figure out which is which. So the three things I have for you today. One is on the joy of and dealing with contradictions. Second one, three quotes as always. And the final one, on choosing experiences. Let's get started. The joy of contradictions. In the world of fitness and nutrition, you have to be comfortable in dealing with contradictions. You have to learn to dig deeper, probe, and ask the right question. The issue is that most often, you don't know enough to ask the right question. You learn that only along the way. You realize that you're doing the wrong thing only when you've done the wrong thing for a good chunk of time and not earlier. That's how it is, and it's okay. But of course, you can learn from other people's experiences. I want to talk about a couple of contradictions. First one, all diets work. None of them work. You can eat donuts and burgers and pizzas and still lose weight. Let me clarify. You can eat only donuts or pizza or burgers or a combination 
and still lose weight. Because all you have to do is ensure that you're on a calorie deficit. You'll find a lot of stunts on the internet proving this. And by stunts, I mean by truly legitimate people making this point. You can check out Jordan Syed if you'd like. Let me explain this. Let's say you need to eat 1,200 calories, right? And your daily requirement is 1,500. You can eat 1,200 calories of donuts. It's probably one donut, maybe one and a half. That's the glitch. But hey, if that's all you eat for a month, and let's say you manage to go walking every day, you will lose weight. Really? Of course, there is the matter of surviving on one and a half donuts. Or you can choose to eat 1,200 calories of just vegetables, and you will lose weight as well. Most probably, the quality of your weight loss is higher, your health is better. You don't feel hungry and crazy all the time. But if the problem you're trying to solve is to have your cake and lose weight, well, you can do that. Just eat the requisite calories of cake and nothing else. Of course, it's not sensible, not easy, blah, blah, blah. But if you can do it, you will lose weight. So all nonsensical, stupid diets do work. And even the smartest diets designed by the best experts won't work if you don't follow them. It's that simple. It is a contradiction. All diets work, the stupid ones are the best ones. And even the best diet can fail. The second contradiction, sometimes zero means zero, sometimes zero doesn't mean zero. No sugar means no sugar. Sometimes you have to flip a switch and sometimes you have to figure out sustainability. No sugar could mean a weekly ice cream, a daily square of dark chocolate, a few things in moderation, absolutely fine. So yeah, zero means zero, and sometimes zero doesn't mean zero. And a third one, you have to work yourself out versus you have to leave enough in the tank at the end of your training session. Lying down in a pool of your sweat feels good. You killed that session. You worked out hard and you know, your dopamine rush just feels amazing. This is definitely okay, but only occasionally. Most of the time, you want to leave the gym feeling stronger than when you came in. That means you got close to your upper limit, you pushed it just a wee bit, but you didn't. 
you could have lifted more, you had a couple of more reps, but you didn't. You got close to your ceiling, but didn't try to break it. Because you have a life to get back to. Because you have 1,000 or 10,000 more training sessions where you keep slowly bumping it out. Bumping it up, I mean. So yeah, sometimes you have to work yourself out. And most times, you have to leave enough in the tank. Life is full of contradictions. Well, let me not generalize, at least. Fitness and nutrition are filled with it. Sometimes you have to do this, and sometimes you have to do that. The time window with which you're looking at things is a crucial factor. If you want to lose weight in four weeks and to heck with the consequences and difficulties and all that, then this is not a time for moderation. Here, zero means zero. But if you want to keep getting stronger year after year, stay in shape for the long term, and have fun with friends and family and not be a, an ass at social events, you have to find the right balance between unsustainable behaviors with sustainable, sensible behaviors. That's just how it is. Now you can try to prove me wrong, but I wish I made all of this up and you're proving me wrong or whatever. Nah, all of this is handed down to me by giants. I'm just standing on their shoulders. I'm just trying to spread the word in a way I know. You can reach deep down to that sensible person the one we all have and who we shut up because they keep saying sensible things and reasonable things. Remember, you can just solve the maze from the end back to the beginning and then follow the steps from the beginning towards the end. That's the first base. On to the quotes for today. The first one from Derek Sivers. Public comments are just feedback on something you made. They're worth reading to see how this thing has been perceived. You can even take it as feedback on the public image you've created. All people know is what you've chosen to show them. So if your public persona is coming across wrong, Try tweaking it. Never forget that the public you is not you. End quote. And going beyond this, all of us do have a private persona. All of us have many facets and personas, in fact. Like my students who see me as a coach, see me at my best. I am alert, I'm awake, I'm sharp, I'm prepared, I have hundreds and hundreds of hours of experience. I'm pretty good at what I do. And they are not the experts at this, and they come to me for my expertise. So they have a very altered sense of who I am. They see me at my best, and they also are vulnerable because they are exposing something they are not amazing at. 
right? It's a skill that they are working at and are at various steps of their journey on it. And yeah, likewise, in other facets of my life and yours, you know, you are perceived differently. Everyone around you sees you only through a rather small window and through their lens. So take what they say with that in mind. And then there are the people who are much further out, who don't even know you through that small window. How much attention should you and I really be paying them? Something to think about. The second quote by Mark Verstegen, who is a strength and conditioning coach and the founder of Exos. We are the sum of our behaviors. 90% of our actions are driven by habits, whether positive or negative. Who we are today, physically, emotionally, mentally, professionally, and financially, is a reflection of our behaviors and the choices we've made to this point, end quote. Absolutely true. The best part is everything about your behaviors and actions and habits are under your control. If you don't like where you are, guess what? You can fix it. You got this. One step at a time. And the final one by Dan John. Well, I read it via Dan John, but it comes from John Jerome. Here it is. The body is one piece, end quote. It just is. The body is one piece. The statement is simple and obvious and profound and maybe a little obtuse contradictions, right? You eat crap and you try to lift weights. Well, you might not see the results if you eat great food and you lift those weights. You drink a lot and you try to lift weights. Likewise. So without even getting into, you know, should I work my legs or my arms, blah, blah, blah. So is the bench press an upper body move? It's a full body move. And things like that, everything we eat, our mental conditions, all of them play a huge, huge role. The body is one piece. And finally, the last piece for today, on choosing experiences. get into a black mirror kind of zone, yeah? In the not too far away future, there will be dramatic differences. Now, 100 years ago, cars and planes were not common. They were just starting to come around, but today, flying across the world takes you less than a day, closer to half a day, you can head halfway across the world uh, for a vacation or work, and this is commonplace. 
driving to my ancestral village from my house in Madras takes me about the same amount of time as it does to go from here to the airport and go to say Singapore and go to my friend's house. It's freaking ridiculous. But that's where we are. Now with the metaverse and virtual reality and all that jazz, you could choose to have coffee in blue bottle in San Francisco in the morning, watch football at the Bernabeu in the evening, and then go to your favorite dive bar in New York City to close the night out all from your home and all in the course of one day and not as a poor substitute right but as the real thing now while this may sound incredulous we can fly across the world in metal tubes think about telling that to somebody who lived 150 years ago or you know people who circumnavigated the world and things like that it's going to be a reality sooner rather than later. And in this future, you're always in great physical shape. Whatever you eat is engineered to taste like what you want to taste, say your favorite food. But it is made up of the exact concoction of macro and micronutrients you need to help you thrive physically and mentally. We like eating pasta, done. You can experience lunch with your spouse in your favorite restaurant in Tuscany and have a bottle of the house red. Your tongue and your brain will taste stuff, will taste the pasta, will taste the house red, and you will have an amazing experience, including being virtually, physically over there. But what actually drips into your body is the precise ratio of the highest quality nutrients you need for that day. If you train heavy that day, you get more protein. If your body feels you need more fats, that's what it gets. But you are putting delicious pasta into your mouth and drinking house red. Win, freaking win right? Let's say you have a patch on you um, or whatever. It slowly wakes you up in the morning. So there's no more groggy alarms and things like that. The light sensors in your bedroom, all of them gently wake you up and these patches are sending the right chemicals into your bloodstream. So you wake up feeling refreshed and you can still drink coffee or whatever feels like coffee, but that process is already kick-started. It is decoupled with the delayed chemical reactions or from the crashes. You can wake up and remember, have coffee in your favorite coffee shop in the world but you don't need to 
overdo the ca caffeine because the patches are taking care of it. You don't need to dunk three espressos after lunch to stop feeling drowsy because you ate a ton of pasta. Nor do you ever need to have an energy drink at 9 p.m. and pull an all-nighter. All solved with the best biochemical programming out there, tailored for you, tailored for today, for this hour, for this minute. So in this future, every experience becomes a choice. Some of you detest the gym. Some of you cannot stand the thought of going on a diet. But you do it sooner or later because you want the outcomes of these choices. But these kind of things will soon be decoupled. You choose to do what you want. You don't like lifting weights or running or any such thing. No problem. You will always be in great physical shape. If you like having ice cream for breakfast, pizza for lunch, and just beer for dinner, sure, you'll still be ripped. Every experience becomes a choice. You choose to go lift weights because you enjoy it. You can do it alone or you can do it with your training buddies because that's how you hang out. Or you like to hang out with your friends at nightclubs and bars. Or it's not a either or, right? You can do both. Or you go play badminton. You get to do things your way without worrying about the carrot or the stick. You choose the experience you want to nourish your life with. Now, all this leads to a thought exercise that I've been asking myself. Now, for the slightly bad news. Unfortunately for you and me, this future is not going to happen immediately. This future or well, the equivalent of it will happen within the next 100 years, most probably much earlier. But for now, we are here. So what choices are you making today? What experiences are you choosing today? Which ones would you make otherwise if the outcome could be decoupled? You can hang out with any of your friends anywhere. doesn't matter where you are or where they are. Who do you choose to hang out with? How do you choose to spend your day? How do you choose to work and make meaning? And why should this choice change only when the future comes about? Well, duh, of course, consequences, right? You can't have ice cream for breakfast and beer for dinner and sit on the couch all day because that's not going to end well. So what choices will you make given these consequences, given the current reality? And on the larger choices, who you choose to spend your time with, how you choose to spend your day, they have the same consequences today as they might in 100 years. The metaverse is not going to solve anything if you make the wrong choices. In many places, the technological future will take care of our problems and solve them for us. But in many other places, 
technology and future and the choices we make and the lives we lead are agnostic. They're not related at all. They are not tied together. Who you choose to spend your day with, what you choose to do, for example. So what different choices will you make knowing this? Think about it. And with that, I'm done for today. Thank you for listening. And as always, I'd love it. If you have any feedback, especially if you're listening to this and you made it to the end, I would sincerely love to hear your feedback and comments and thoughts. And do share. All right. You have a great one. I will see you later. This is Coach A signing off. Bye-bye.